Well, for those just joining us, we'll go over those starting lineups once again. Uh, Pete Bristol uh, has, uh, Dave Bristol, I should say, has uh, returned to the Cincinnati dugout. Likewise, Gene Mock, the Montreal Expos, are taking to the field and listen to the cheer. the Cincinnati lineup. Once again, Pete Rose, the leadoff man playing center field. Batting number two, right fielder Bobby Tolan. Number three in the Cincinnati order, the left fielder Alex Johnson. The cleanup man this afternoon, third baseman Tony Perez. Batting fifth for Cincinnati, first baseman Lee May. Batting sixth will be the catcher Pat Corrales, taking over from Johnny Bench. Batting seventh, the second baseman Tommy Helms. Batting eighth, Darrell Sheeney the shortstop, and batting ninth, the pitcher, Jack Fisher, one and nothing on the year. For the Montreal Expos, Morty Wills leads off, plays shortstop, followed by Gary Sutherland, the second baseman. Rusty Staub bats third and plays right field. Mac Jones, the mayor of Jonesville, in the cleanup spot this afternoon. Don Clendenin, playing first base for the Montreal Expos, will bat fifth, followed by Jose Coppola Boy, batting sixth. John Bacabella, the catcher, bats seventh. Don Boss, the center fielder, bats eight, and Bill Stoneman, the pitcher, will be batting ninth. The umpires had Tom Gorman behind the plate, Stan Landis at first base, Bill Williams at second, and Nick Colossi at third. And now we're all set for the playing of the national anthems of Canada and the United States. electronic scoreboard in huge letters, NBC, NBC's Game of the Week, welcoming the NBC crew, televising throughout the United States. Well, the first man up for the Cincinnati Redlegs will be the leadoff man, center fielder Pete Rose. Pete Rose, a switch hitter, will bat left-handed against the right-handed serving of Bill Stoneman. 
The umpires uh, gather around Stallman at the um, at the mound, probably, uh, and this is just guessing on my part to say, uh, Stoney, uh, let's try and keep this game moving as quickly as possible. Tom Garman, the plate umpire, along with his uh, his able assistants, uh, Stan Lannis first, and Bill Williams at second, and Nick Colosi at third. And uh, Stoneman uh, continues to warm up with his battery mate, John Bacabella. The Yums return to their positions. Garman behind the plate, and we'll be all set to go. The lights have been turned on here at Jerry Park, so let's play ball. All right, Russ. Pete Rose, Bobby Tolan, and Alex Johnson, and this one gets underway at 2.52. Rose is batting 2.59 for the year. Defending National League batting champion, last night collected a couple of hits including a double went two for three for the night two hits and a walk scored a couple uh three runs as a matter of fact Pedro's left-hand hitter and bill stoneman completing his warm-ups the wind is from our left to our right and very brisk and the temperature 43 degrees Mac Jones in left, Don Bosch in center, Rusty Staub in right around the infield. Coco LeBoy at third base, Marty Wills at short. Gary Sutherland at second, Don Clendenin at first, the catcher, John Bacabella. And uh, Bill Stoneman has just signaled to the dugout he'd like to have something out there. The way of a little uh, wooden stick to keep his cleats free from any dirt that might clog in them. But we're ready for the first pitch. Stoney looks down to Bacabella. Rose waiting. Here's the windup. First pitch of the game. We're underway. It's breaking low on the outside corner. Ball one. won eight to five here last night. The range came right after the top of the seventh. Jimmy Bragan coaching at first base for the Reds. Vern Benson at third. Here's the fastball. Line drive up the middle. A base hit. So Rose comes up with a single off Bill Stoneman. That'll bring Bobby Tolan to the plate. And Tolan has been phenomenal for the Reds here early in the season. After 28 games, Tolan is hitting 296. He's got 37 hits, three doubles, three triples, six home runs, 26 RBIs. Leads the club in the RBI department. He's tied for Perez in the home run department. Rose the runner at first. Tolan's a left-hand batter. Stoney will now work from the stretch. Jack Fisher continues to warm up. For Cincinnati, he's their starting pitcher. Here's the bunt, right side by Tolan, picked up by Stoneman. He goes to first, and it's in time to get Tolan. Rose moves to second on the sacrifice. So Rose is in scoring position with one away, and here is Alex Johnson. Johnson is batting 319. He's also got 
12 extra base hits to his credit, four doubles, three triples, five home runs. Total of 18 runs driven in. A right-hand hitter. On deck is Tony Perez. Rose takes his lead off second. Stoneman, the stretch, gives Rose a look. Here's the pitch to Johnson. Cut on and foul back behind the plate. Oh, and one. <laughs> Johnson went one for four last night. Got a hit in the first inning. Drove in a run. won the count. The pitch low and outside. Bounced away from John Bacabella but Rose will hold second base. John kept the ball out in front of him and there was no chance for Rose to advance. A ball and a strike to Alex Johnson. The outfield is not too deep for Johnson and around to the left. Not too much of a shift. One out and one on. Rose the runner at second. And the game just underway. Stoney gives Rose a look. The pitch is cut on. Foul back almost the same place. Back to the right side. Down on the lower level. To say lower level, the seating here at Jerry Park is all on one slanted stand. You have your lower box seats, your upper box seats, and the uh, Stands up above. One and two, the count on Johnson. Here's Stoneman's pitch. Slow it inside. Did it tip his bat? It did. A ball and two strikes. Bounce back to the left of the plate, all the way back to the screen. Stoneman, three and three on the year. His first outing against the Reds. Stoney holds at the belt, gives Rose a look. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Alex Johnson goes down swinging for out number two. The batter will be Tony Perez. The cleanup hitter is batting 313, and Perez was two for four last night with an RBI. He slammed two doubles, one to center and one to left. Pete Rose is the runner at second base. Perez, a right-hand hitter. Stoney holds at the belt, kicks and deals. Swung on, hard hit ball, left field. Mac Jones going back, and this one will go into the bleachers. A home run for Tony Perez to score Pete Rose ahead of him. And the Reds take a two-to-nothing lead. For Perez, his seventh home run, and that puts him into the lead ahead of Bobby Tolan. His 21st and 22nd RBIs. A solid home run to left with two outs here in the first, and the Reds take a lead. We'll take 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Expos Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, 3 o'clock. Stations. 
With two outs, the batter, Lee May, right-hand hitter, line drive, single to left field. On the first pitch from Bill Stoneman. So May is aboard with hit number three off Stoney. And that'll bring Pat Corrales to the plate. Batting six, the catcher, number seven. Corrales a right-hand hitter. He's played in only three games, hitting 400. He's two for five at the plate. Johnny Bench getting a rest. The wind is blowing stiffly. It blew Stoneman's hat right off, right over to first base, where the first base coach for Cincinnati picked it up and returned it to him. Veteran catcher Pat Corrales at the plate. Stoneman's pitch, curve for a strike. 0-1. Lee May, the runner at first. His last couple of outings has had great control of that curveball. It's been his most effective pitch. The fastball, low on the outside corner, and Corrales checked his swing, started to go after it. A ball and a strike. 2-0 Cincinnati, batting here in the top of the first. Home run by Perez with Pete Rose on base. Now look at the runner. Here's the pitch. A strike call. The curve again. One and two. Pretty pitch. Center fielder Don Bosch, couple of steps around to left center. Jones straight away in left field, not too deep. Corrales steps out for just a moment. We're ready to go. Lee May takes his lead from first. The pitch swung on and a one hopper. LaBoy has it. Throw to second base. They get the force on May coming in. Corrales gets into a fielder's choice to end the inning. For the Reds, two runs, three hits, no errors in the field, and one man left on base. The score, Cincinnati 2 and Montreal coming to bat. See what the Montreal Expos can do. And it'll be up to Maury Wills, Rusty Staub, uh, rather Maury Wills, Gary Sutherland, and Rusty Staub in that order. Jack Fisher, 30-year-old right-hander. He was acquired from the Chicago White Sox for Don Pavletich and Don Secret. Wills batting left against the right-hander, Fisher. Fisher 1-0 on the year. Here's the pitch. Taken low and inside by Maury. Ball one. Wills batting 178. Fisher first came up to the major leagues. Baltimore. Pitched with San Francisco. New York Mets. Chicago White Sox last year. Came up with Baltimore 59. A strike to Wills, and he's ready for the 1-1. The pitch inside. Ball two. Two balls and a strike. Fisher's windup. The pitch cut on Looper out into right field. A base hit for Maury. Wills comes up with a single. 
Horry getting the base hit last night. Comes up with a single here against Jack Fisher. So Wilson aboard and the batter will be Gary Sutherland with nobody out. Bottom of the first, the Reds leading 2-0. Fisher's got a 1.44 earned run average after 24 and two-thirds innings. He's given up only four earned runs, 18 hits. He's making his fourth start. The pitch to Sutherland, low and away for a ball. Gary, a right-hand hitter, batting 200. Boy, is that a welcome sight. Ted Blackman just brought us some hot coffee. most distinguished waiter we've had in our press box, Ted. The baseball writer for the Gazette. No paper tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Wills takes his lead from first. The 1-0 to Sutherland. He came down on the bat, but let it go wide for ball two. Thank you, Ted. Appreciate it. 2 and nothing to Gary Sutherland. Nobody out, and Wills taking his lead off first base. On deck is Rusty Staub. Outfield pretty much straight away for Sutherland. Left fielder Johnson back a few steps. Pitch is low for ball three. So Fisher is in danger of losing. Gary Sutherland with Wills on first. Staub on deck. Here's the pitch. Strike call. Knee high on the outside corner. Three balls and a strike. The Reds completed an interleague trade to obtain Jack Fisher. And general manager, there goes Wills. Here's a throw down to second base. It bounces out into center field, and Maury is safe at second. Rose comes up with the ball quickly, and Wills holds second base. His eighth stolen base of the year. That is number eight for Maury Wills. There's a walk to Sutherland. I'm sorry, Gary drew a walk. They changed that count. On the scoreboard, and Wills had drawn, uh, Sutherland had drawn the walk. So he's on. There was a play on Maury. The ball bounced into center. So here's Rusty stop, left-hand hitter. Fisher deals. Strike call on Rusty, left-hand hitter. Batting 298. Nobody out. Runners at first and second. The stretch by Fisher, the pitch, it hit him. It hit Staub on the shoulder. High inside pitch, and the bases are loaded with nobody out, and Mac Jones is the batter. third, Sutherland at second, Staub at first, Mac Jones left-hand hitter, the pitch, swing and a miss, Mac is batting 360, 
Wills got on by a hit, moved down to second when Sutherland walked. Staub hit by a pitch, the bases are loaded. out. Bottom of the first Reds lead 2-0. The pitch to Mack. Taken on the outside corner for a strike called. And Fisher is out in front. 0-2. Don Clendenin is in the on-deck circle. Fisher wiping off one side. Now he's got the one he wants. The wind up in the pitch. Outside. Ball one. A ball and two strikes to Mack. The wind from left to right. They've got some activity in the bullpen with George Culver throwing. Here's a foul back onto the netting. remains one and two. Nobody out. The center fielder, Pete Rose, just a step or two to the left of straightaway center field for Mac Jones. Right fielder, Tolan is deep. Here's the windup. The pitch by Fisher. It's high. Ball two. Two balls and two strikes to Mac. Mac Jones has 36 hits, including four doubles, a triple, six home runs, 21 RBIs. Last night here, Mac hit a home run, the 100th of his major league career. Fishers wind up the 2-2, cut on, high fly ball, right field, could be, it is a grand slam home run for Mac Jones. performance by Mac Jones. His first grand slam, the far first grand slam of the season. Mac Jones really tagged it over the right center field wall. And the Expos are leading 4-2. And Fisher was out in front 0-2 on Mac Jones, and Mac ends up hitting a grand slam. Oh, oh brother. Clendenin takes one, it's high, ball one. Right hand hitter, nobody out. The pitch, swing and a miss to even the count at one and one. Four to two, the Expos lead, nobody out here in the bottom of the first. You think the fans haven't gotten their money's worth already just seeing that, and the wait was well worth it. Fisher's pitch, cut on and foul, out of play off to the right side. Those four runs batted in for Mac uh, boost his total to 25. You know, day after day, well, let's wait for this pitch. The one-two struck him out. Don Clendenin goes down swinging for out number one. Day after day, you wonder what Mac Jones is going to do on that day to win these fans over more and more, and he keeps popping it, you know. Here's Coco LeBoy. 
You know, we keep talking about the mayor of Jonesville. Mayor Drapple's here today. He better watch out. Mac might run for mayor of Montreal. If today were election day, he'd get elected. Pitch is low and outside to Coco. Ball one. A ball and no strikes to LeBoy with one out here in the first. Nobody on as Jones cleaned the bases with his grand slam to right center. The pitch. Swung on, tapped third base side. It's going to be a tough play. They let the ball go, and it's face fair. LeBoy is aboard. Corrales, Fisher, and Perez all waited for it to roll foul, but it hugged the line and stayed in fair territory, and LeBoy's on. Third hit off Fisher. The catcher, number 12, John Bacabella. Here's the catcher, John Bacabella, right-hand hitter. Bacabella hitting 190. Coco's batting 147 coming into this game, picking up a hit here. Still only one out. Well, it's box turn. Right-hand hitter. LeBoy takes his lead. The pitch low and away. Corrales up with that ball quickly, checking LeBoy at first base. He didn't make the throw. 4-2 Expos lead here in the first. Only one away. A grand slam by Mac Jones. Another first for this Montreal ball club. Pitch low and outside, 2-0 to John Bacavella. Fisher has a lifetime Major League ERA of 3.97. He's 182 and lost 135 since coming up with Baltimore in 59. Pitch is low, ball three to John Bacavella. LeBoy takes his lead from first. Fisher deals. It's low. Ball four. LeBoy moves to second. Bacabella takes over at first. Here comes Dave Bristol to talk to Jack Fisher. Now Bristol makes his first appearance since uh, his very colorful exit here last night in the fifth inning. We have had George Culver warming up. And I thought for a minute that I'd spotted uh, Gary Nolan down there. Well, I think one of the reasons for that, we're having a little bit of difficulty. The Cincinnati Red Lake numbers on their back, because they have the names across the back of their uh, of their jerseys, the numbers are hard to read. Gary Nolan is number 38, and George Culver is number 39. From a distance, it's uh, they're both right-handers, and it's hard to make them out. Don Bosch, a switch hitter, batting left against Fisher with runners at first and second. One out. The pitch check swing. It's low. Ball one. LaPoy is at second. Bacabella at first. The outfield is moved in for Bosch. Pretty much straight away. Rose is around a few steps toward right center for Don. Dolan pretty much straight away in right field. The right side of the infield is back. The pitch bounces out in front of the plate. Corrales keeps it in front of him, though. There's no advance by the runners. Two balls, no strikes. This is not uh, an ideal day for the pitchers in two respects. The strong wind coming across the diamond from left to right 
and the temperature. 43 degrees right now, and of course the wind makes it seem a bit cooler. Here's the 2-0. It's inside. Ball three. Fisher having trouble getting that ball over the plate. He's behind on Bosch now, 3-0. He had the bases loaded a couple of minutes ago, and Mac Jones hit the grand slam. Fisher's in danger of loading him up again. He holds just above the belt, the pitch, fastball for a strike. Three and one. Ross checked Coach Peanuts Lowry at third base. So he knows what he's supposed to do. Standing in there. The three-one, taken high and outside for ball four. The bases are loaded for Bill Stoneman. Third walk, given up. And out comes Pete Bristol for a talk. Very short words, though. That's all for you, Big Jack. And they bring in, it looks like Culver walking in from the bullpen to take over from Jack Fisher, who was really bombed by the Expos here in the bottom half of the first inning. They pounded out three hits. There also have been three walks in this inning. And that's enough for Jack Fisher. If I'm not mistaken, and memory serves me correctly, I think this is the uh, first time we have knocked a pitcher out in the first inning. I could be wrong. But I think it's the first time. As best my memory serves me right now. Well, a fellow who has a good memory for that is Ted Blackman of the Gazette. He's in the booth with us right now. Ted, have the Expos knocked a pitcher out in the first inning? Not that I can recall, but I'm thinking. Not that he can recall, but he's thinking. Well, let's give you the totals on uh, Mr. Fisher. We can't wind up his record because it's not complete. He's responsible for the three runners on, LaBoy, Bacabella, and Bosch. But uh, Fisher went a third of an inning, gave up three hits, four runs. He walked three, hit a batter, struck out one. So the right-hander, George Culver. Culver was the winner here last night. He's now 2-3 and three on the year with a 2.86 earned run average. He makes his 10th appearance, his 8th uh, in relief. The batter will be the Montreal pitcher, Bill Stoneman. Stoney's got an opportunity here to keep this uh, going with only one out. Chance for the Expos to have a real big inning. It's a big one already. Coming to bat, they were down by two. And they're up now four to two. Both clubs even in the hit department with three each. Stoneman getting set to step in now as Culver's completed his warm-up. Stoney's going to check with third base coach Peanuts Lowry now. They're having a little meeting between the plate and third base. And on deck will be Maury Wills. Stoneman, the ninth man to come to the plate here in the first. The boy at third, Bacabella at second, Bosch at first. Stoneman, right-hand hitter at the plate. Bill is one for 18 at the plate this year. One away. The pitch, it's down low. Ball one. Ted says his memory is not as good as his notebook. He's just checked the notebook. They got McAndrew, Jim McAndrew of the Mets out in the second inning. 
and they got uh, Ferguson Jenkins out, uh, I believe it was the third inning in Chicago. But this would be the earliest then, as we had said. Pitch is low and away, ball two. Culver hasn't found the groove yet. 183,791 fans have come to see the Expos play ball here at Jerry Park so far this year. We hope that you'll be among the fans here tomorrow on Mom's Day. Bring Mom out to the ballpark. The 2-0 pitch bounces out in front of the plate. Corrales blocked it, though. Runners hold. 3-0 to Stoneman. I guess the take sign will be on, safe to say. 3-0 against Bill Stoneman, the pitcher. Wills is on deck. Well, let's see what happens now. Clover working from the stretch with the sacks loaded. Pitch for a strike. Count goes 3-1. Fisher responsible for the three runners aboard. got the sign from Corrales. Here's the 3-1 pitch to Stoneman. Strike two called. Well, Culver's playing at Cagey, figuring that Stoneman's going to take a couple of pitches. He just put it right down the middle, just above the knees. So we've got the full count now with one away, and the sack's loaded. The stretch. And he stepped off the rubber. So everybody relaxes. set again. The pitch to Stoneman. Strike three called. Culver hit the outside corner. He gets a strike out here for out number two. And Stoneman is retired. That'll bring Maury Wills up for the second time. He got a hit to lead off this first inning for the Expos who lead four to two. Maury batting left now. Boy at third. Bacabella at second. Bosch, the runner at first. The runners all lead. Here's the pitch to Will. Swung on and fouled off to the left side. Out of play. Strike one. One more game to go in this three-game series tomorrow afternoon. 1.35 will be starting time. Mike Wegener, right-hander for the Expos. Jim Merritt, left-hander, will be going to the mound for Cincinnati. Maury waiting and Culver is ready. The pitch, high and outside. Evens the count and a ball and a strike. A Wills just about, well he had his eighth stolen base but it was uh, wiped out when that walk was issued to Sutherland here in the first. Maury's been running well. Here's the 1-1. Swung on, and a bounder goes to the left side. Up with the ball is Perez. Throw to first is in time to get Wills, and the inning is over. So Maury grounds out to end the inning, but in the first, four runs, three hits. There are no errors in the field, and three men were left on base, and the score as we go to the second here at Jerry Park. The Expos four, and the Reds two. Up four runs on three hits. We're going into the top half 
of the second inning here at Jerry Park with the Expos in the lead by the score of 4-2. to two. For the Cincinnati Redlegs in the top of the second, it'll be second baseman Tommy Helms. Bill Stoneman in the first inning gave up a hit to Pete Rose, Tolan sacrificed, Stoney struck out Alex Johnson, and then Tony Perez hit a home run to left, put the Reds out in front 2-0. Of course, Mac Jones' grand slam in the bottom of the first changed all that. 4-2 ball game, the Expos lead. Here we go to the second now. Tommy Helms will be the batter. He's up for the first time this afternoon. Helms is batting 237. In the ball game last night, he was 0-3 with a walk. Right-hand hitter, second baseman of the Reds. Here's the pitch. Low and away. Ball one. Outfield has moved in. Very slight amount of precipitation in the air right now. Stoneman's pitch swung on. A bouncer goes to the left side. LeBoy gloves it. Makes the throw to first. That's all for Helms. One away. Talking about uh, Wills going down to second, it sort of surprised me. I kind of thought that uh, today we might not see uh, too much running here. Uh, the track is a little slow, and we've got that strong wind that a runner going from first to second has to run into. But uh, had the pitch been a strike to settle, and Wills would have had his stolen base, or he would have made it. One away, the batter, Darrell Cheney, left-hand hitting shortstop. Cheney's batting 230. First pitch for a strike called. On deck is George Culver, the pitcher. Here's the 0-1. Swing and a foul. Bounces off to the right of the plate. And the count is 0-2. Mentioned last night, Cheney battled Woody Woodward for the shortstop spot. Neither one of them hitting a great deal, but Shady's gotten the best of it so far. Pitches high and inside. A ball and two strikes. We're in the top of the second with the Montreal Expos leading the Cincinnati Reds, 4-2. One man down, nobody on. The pitch to Cheney, the 1-2, struck him out. The batter will be George Culver, the pitcher. We'll take 10 seconds for station identification on this, the Expos Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, 103 on your dial. It's 3.30. After nine games, George Culver is hitless in three official at-bats. He bats right. The pitch to Culver. Swing and a miss with a high fastball. 0-1. Two outs, nobody on. And if you've just joined us, this is Dave Van Horn along with Russ Taylor. Glad to have you on the Expos Baseball Radio Network this afternoon for the game here at Jerry Park in Montreal between the Expos and the Reds. Curveball. Strike two is called. Outfield is in. And they're around to the right for Culver, looking for him to swing late on Stoneman's pitches. 
wind up in the 0-2. Curve just missed. High and inside. Broke a little late. A ball and two strikes. Sony's ready to wind up in the pitch. Swung on and grounded foul off to the right side. The count remains one and two. You know, we've talked about this before, but it amazes me here at Jerry Park to see the number of Expos caps in the stands. I know that's another department that we leave the league in. <laughs> that's the number of fans that wear the Expos cap. Here's the one-two, low and outside to even the count at two-and-two two to George Culver. The Expos cap has become a very popular cap baseball. Started selling like hotcakes down in spring training. Culver strikes out on the curve. Three strikeouts now for Bill Stoneman. That's all for the Reds here in the second. Nothing across and the score at the end of one and a half is Montreal four and Cincinnati two. Let's take a look at the other town scoreboard. Uh, this afternoon's game San Francisco at Chicago was postponed because of rain. Houston is playing at New York against the Mets. Uh, LeMaster for Houston and uh, Seaver for the Mets. No score, bottom of the fourth. The Dodgers are leading Pittsburgh 3-0, top of the fifth inning. Sutton against Bunning. Atlanta at Philadelphia, we've had nothing on that one, and I wouldn't be surprised if that one was washed out. We'll have more later. San Diego at St. Louis. In the American League, Chicago leads Cleveland 3-0 in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Kansas City plays at Baltimore, Minnesota at Detroit, Boston at California, and Washington at Seattle. Nothing yet on those ball games. So we'll double check with the ticker and see uh, just how many games have been washed out uh, by rain and cold weather uh, in the American and National Leagues. Here at Jerry Park in Montreal, 4-2 for the Expos, going into the bottom half of the second inning. Gary Sutherland, Rusty Staub, and Mac Jones. Against the right-hander George Culver, who came on in the first. Jack Fisher was the starter, couldn't get by a third of an inning. Gave up that grand slam home run to Mac Jones, and then after the home run, he struck out Clendenin, but gave up an infield hit to LeBoy. And then walked Bacabella and Bosch to load the bases. And Culver came on and put out the fire. Got Stoneman on a called strike. And the Wills on a ground ball to Perez at third. 4-2 Expos lead. Here's Gary for the second time. Walked in the first. The pitch. Check swing. It's outside. Ball one. Gary's really come around. This is a fine second baseman. Manager Gene Mark has a great deal of confidence in Gary, and it's paying off. Curveball is low and outside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Sutherland spent a lot of time watching games at Philadelphia and has an excellent opportunity now in this expansion year. Coming to the Expos and playing under his former manager at Philadelphia, Gene Mock. Foul tip back to the right side. Takes the count to two balls and a strike. Gary has never been a high average hitter, although 
He has hit uh, close to 270 and 280 on a couple of occasions. He's a right-hand hitter. Right now batting right at the 200 mark. A swing and a high foul out of play to the right side. Two balls and two strikes. Gary hit 275 in 67 games with Philadelphia last year. He got on base a lot. He had 36, 38 hits and uh, scored 16 runs. Drove in 15 for the Phillies. The year before that, in 103 games with Philadelphia, he hit 247. is even now at two and two. Pitches inside, ball three. We go to a full count. Nobody out. Sutherland, first man up here in the bottom of the second. Staub is on deck. Here's the three-two pitch. Swung on and a hard hit ball to the left side. A base hit on the ground. It got between Rez Perez Tony Perez and Darrell Cheney out into left field. So Gary comes up with a hit. The first off Culver. The fourth hit for the Expos. They lead 4-2. And here is Rusty Staub. And that precipitation again. Evident here. Not too hard, though. Kind of a sweeping drizzle through this wind. Sutherland takes his lead off first. Culver delivers the curve for a strike. 0 and 1 to stop, left-hand hitter. Rusty was hit by a pitch in the first inning. Jack Fisher got him. Rusty's batting 298 with five home runs and 14 RBIs. The pitch swung on and a bouncer goes to the left side. Cheney goes to second for one and Helms cannot make a return throw. the force on Sutherland at second. Mac Jones will be the batter and listen to the hand he gets. I guess Mac will be hoping that this uh, rain doesn't uh, delay this game and force any cancellation of it later on because uh, he's got that grand slam home run. But I don't think it will. I guess they'll play this game throughout. Mac Jones, left-hand hitter, stopped the runner at first. Pitch is high. Ball one to Mac. And I think from the looks of things, and just look, taking a quick look around, and I'm no uh, weatherman, but I have a feeling this quick downfall that we're experiencing right now is going to blow over. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. A ball and a strike to Mac. Mac Jones steps out and caught something in his eye. Corrales going out to the mound, and uh, manager Dave Bristol is coming out to the mound also. Uh, Russ, you can bet right now that the Reds are not going to do a thing to speed this game along. That's for sure. Now, Bristol's out to touch, uh, talk to his pitcher, and he has every right to. Tom Garman, the plate umpire, is walking out to make sure that they hurry things on. He hasn't got anybody warming up in the Cincinnati bullpen. But it would be to Cincinnati's advantage, uh, uh, you know, to delay it and not hurry things and hope for a real downpour here at Jerry Park. 
Uh, Dave Bristol is returning now to the dugout, and Gorman returns behind the plate, and we're all set to go. The Reds have got to bat, as of right now, three more times for this game to be official. The 1-1, a swing and a foul on the ground off to the right side and into the Cincinnati dugout. A ball and two strikes to Mack. Sutherland led off with a hit to left. Staub got on on a fielder's choice as they got the force on Gary at second base, and now Mac Jones at the plate. 4-2, Expos lead, bottom of the second. Mac waiting. Culver to the stretch. The right-hander delivers a slow curve that's way outside. He missed wide with his change. Two balls and two strikes. Side of the board says encore and foie, Mac. Once again, Mac. Stop leading off first. Culver gives him a look. The pitch to Jones, a fastball that's down low for ball three and a full count to Mac with Don Clendenin on deck. I think we've got a mistake up on the scoreboard. It seems to me that there's only one out. There's only one out. They've got two out. It's one away. Getting a change now. Here's the full count pitch. Stop running. Pitch is high and inside. And Max seems to be having still a little bit of trouble with that tender left hip of his. Uh, each time he backs out of that batter's box, uh, he comes out very slowly, almost limping. So Mac draws a walk. The first given up by Culver. And the batter will be Don Clendenin with one out. And two aboard. Clendenin, right-hand hitter, struck out in the first. Takes one inside on the belt. Ball one. The Expos leading. The game has got to go four and a half innings to be official. Of course, the Reds try to bring this to a slowdown affair if they can. Here's a line foul off to the right. One ball and one strike. steps off the back of the mound to rub up a new ball. The umpires will allow the opposition to take a reasonable amount of time. Uh, they're not going to make the pitcher rush because of the weather, but at the same time, they're not going to let him slow down because of the weather. They're going to make him pitch a normal game. Here's the 1-1. Swing and a miss at a curveball. One ball and two strikes to Don. What an asset he has been to the club since he joined. Don's fighting for a good hit right about now. He'd like to get one in this at-bat. Staub leading off second. Mac Jones off first. One away. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Struck him out for the second time. Fisher had gotten him in the first inning. Culver gets him here in the second for out number two. Strikeout number two for George Culver. The batter will be Coco Lavoy. Got a hit in the first. Hit a roller, third base side. Stayed fair. The Reds let it go. Here's the pitch to Coco. 
He held up on his swing, but that cost him. A strike is called. The boy came into the game hitting 347. 35 hits, 10 doubles, a triple, three home runs, and 15 RBIs. He's walked eight times. And he's doing a fine job at third base. Here's the pitch to Coco. It's way upstairs. A ball and a strike. Corrales had to reach for that pitch. One and one. Boy has a closed stance. Right hand hitter, the left foot out in front, pointed toward the plate, drops the right foot back in the box. A swing and a miss. One and two. The outfield right now is getting played straight away. The left fielder, Alex Johnson, fairly deep. Boy will hit a lot of balls down that left field line. Here's the one-two pitch, and he struck him out. So back-to-back strikeouts, and Culver is out of trouble here in the second. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two left, and the score at the end of two here at Jerry Park. The Expos four, the Reds two. All right, we go to the third, and uh, Russ has already welcomed a lot of folks here to the ballpark today. We'd also like to welcome Cup Pack 55 from Plattsburgh, New York. The young scouts uh, brought a big sign along with them. Announcing their arrival and they're making a walk around the stadium right now. The center fielder, Pete Rose. Great to see all the youngsters here at the ballpark to take in Major League Baseball. Here's Pete Rose now for the second time today. Top of the order here in the top of the third. Rose left-hand hitter. He's one for one. Single to center. A check swing is foul back to the left side. 0-1. Bill Stoneman put the Reds down. 1-2-3 in the last inning. Right-hander looking for his fourth victory of the year. He's three and three coming into this one. Deals to Rose, a curveball, and it's taken for a strike. And Rose said, yes, I let a good one go. So Sony gets out in front, 0-2. Bobby Tolan is on deck for Cincinnati. Stoneman's pitch to Rose. It's high off the glove of Bacabella back to the screen. A ball and two strikes. We get right-hander Mike Wagoner here tomorrow for the Expos going against lefty Jim Merritt of the Reds. Here's a swing and a bouncer goes to the right side. Clendenin's got it. Flips to Stoneman covering and Rose is out. What a way. Bobby Toll in the batter. He sacrificed in the first to move Rose down to second base. The right fielder, Bob. Tolan hitting 296. This little left-hand hitter came to Cincinnati from St. Louis. And he's done a whale of a job for the Reds. 
manager, Gene Mock, feeling that Tolan's one of these guys, if you pitch to him, he's going to hit you all day. He's got to be real cagey with Tolan. One away, nobody on. Pitch is low and inside, ball one. Outfield around to the right. Stoneman's windup, the pitch. Swung on and fouled straight back. A ball and a strike. Tolan last year with the Cardinals played in 92 games, hit 230. The year before that in 110 games for the Redbirds, he hit 253. Stolen fires a strike, knee high. A ball and two strikes to Tolan. He first came up with St. Louis in 65, the end of the season for 17 games. The 1-2 pitch struck him out. Stolen goes down swinging. Four strikeouts now for Bill Stolman. With two away and nobody on, the batter will be Alex Johnson. The Expos lead this one, 4-2. We're also welcoming... Today, the young ball players that are members of the Quebec Amateur Baseball Federation. Here's the pitch to Johnson, and it's a line drive single to left center. Johnson went after one of Stoney's breaking balls. Comes up with a hit here. The fourth given up by Stoneman. So with two outs, the Reds get a runner aboard. That makes way for Tony Perez, who hit that home run to left in the first that put the Reds out in front. 2-0, but the Expos came to bat, loaded the bases for Mac Jones, who hit a grand slam to right center. Johnson leading off first base. Clendenin holding him on the bag. The pitch for a strike. Taken by Perez, a right-hand hitter who entered the game hitting 313. Then hit his seventh home run of the year. Leads the Reds in that department as a team. They've hit 32 home runs. 0-1 the count. A look at the runner, the pitch. Check swing, it's high. A ball and a strike. This uh, ball club is bound to come on, Russ. You look at the lineup and the personnel that they have and you just have to figure that pretty soon they're going to be contenders in that western division you can just about build an all-star team out of that Cincinnati ball club the 1-1 swing and a miss with a fastball a ball and two strikes Stoney bearing down on Perez to get out of this third two outs with Johnson the runner at first Outfield. A few steps around to the left for Perez. The stretch by Stoneman, his pitch wide of the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Stoney gets ready now. 
Johnson leads off first base. The 2-2 is on its way. He struck him out. Perez is strikeout victim number five. No runs, a hit. No errors and a man left to the score at the end of two and a half here at Jerry Park. The Expos for the Reds, too. The catcher, John Bocatella. All right, the bottom of the third. And it's the bottom third of the Expos order. John Bacabella, Don Bosch, and the pitcher Bill Stoneman. The Expos lead 4-2 here at Jerry Park. George Culver's on the mound. Came out of the first when Jack Fisher, the starter, couldn't finish. Line drive, straightaway center field, getting under it is Rose. He's got it. One away. Bosch will be the batter. Don walked in the first inning. Batting left against the right-hander Culver. Bosch with fine speed was... When he first came up, Don was billed as the next great center fielder in baseball and felt a lot of pressure from that. Pitch is high to Don. Ball one. Don may be bunting. We'll watch him closely. One out, nobody on. Here's the 1-0. Curveball taken for a strike. Bosch squared around on it and then let it go. I'll tell you, here at Jerry Park, that uh, message board in right field is becoming a show in itself. What a job they're doing with that board. And as Ray Blomquist was telling us earlier, we've got a real expert coming in Monday to teach us a few tricks of the trade. Pitch low and away from Don. Two balls and a strike. Culver with a windup. His fastball is swung on and missed. Two and two. These teams now have collected eight hits here in the first two and a half innings. Four each. But the Expos lead 4-2. Culver's pitch taken low and inside. Ball three. And another full count. Work to Don Bosch. Pitcher Bill Stoneman is on deck. pitch, swung on, and it's a bouncer off Culver's glove over to the left side. The throw to first base is not in time, and Bosch beats it out. That's a hit for Don Bosch. Off the glove of Culver, went over to the third base side. Perez fielded the ball, but his throw to first was late, and Bosch collects an infield hit. The second hit off Culver. Bill. With one out, Bosch is aboard, and Bill Stoneman will be the batter, so we'll see if Stoney tries to send Bosch down a second. Perez, third baseman, in on the edge of the grass. Bosch takes his lead. Here's the pitch. Stoneman came around, but let it go. It's inside for a ball. Stoney will be trying to sacrifice here and get Don Bosch into scoring position at second base. Big sign down here from the fans in Chateau Gay, New York. 
There goes Bosch. Here's the pitch. It's fun at first base side. Corrales picks it up. The throw is in time, and Bosch moves to second. Bill Stoneman with a beautiful sacrifice bunt to the first base side. And uh, Stoney is out two to three. On the sacrifice, Bosch goes to second, two away, and the batter will be Maury Wills to try to get Don Bosch home now. Wills is one for two. He came to the plate twice in the first inning, got a hit his first time up and grounded out to end the inning his second time around. Outfield has moved in and straight away for Maury. Bosch with good speed, the runner at second. Culver to the stretch. Here's the pitch. Low and outside. One ball, no strikes. Several breaks in the sky now, especially to the north of us here, Russ. The sun is trying to come through. Here's the 1-0 to Will. Swung on and a boundary that goes to the right side of the infield. Helms, second baseman, up with it. Throw to first. Ends the inning. Maury is out 4-3. And for the Expos in the third, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left to the score at the end of three. The Expos for the Reds, two. Well, we move into the top half of the fourth inning. Here at Jerry Park, the Montreal Expos are leading the Cincinnati Redlegs by the score of 4-2. The first man up for the Cincinnati Redlegs will be the big bopper from Birmingham, Lee May. And Lee May certainly bopped one out of this ballpark in last night's ball game, which the Redlegs won by the score of 8-5. to five. Let's take 10 seconds out for station identification. This is your Expos Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, 103 on your dial, 4 o'clock. The first pitch to Lee May, a right-hand batter, is high and inside for ball one. One and all the count on Lee May, leading off for the Reds in the top half of the fourth inning. Expos leading this ball game 4-2, to two, thanks to a grand slam home run by the mayor of Jonesville, Mac Jones, in the bottom half of the first inning. Jones really coming through for the Expos again this afternoon. Last night, he hit a long one into the left field seats to his constituents, gave them a free baseball, and today hit it over the right center field wall. And it really brought the crowd to its feet here at Jerry Park. What an exciting ball player, Mac Jones. Here's an exciting man at the plate, Lee Andrew May from Birmingham, Alabama. One and all the count on Lee May. Next pitch is low and inside for ball two. May says that uh, he'd like to hit at least 290 and 20 home runs this year. Well, that would be a pretty good performance. Two and all the count on May. Next pitch, cuts that inside corner, and uh, Stoneman had May ducking on that pitch, but the curveball broke just inside. May is hitting 245, so he's about uh, 45 points uh, going into today's game, 45 points off the average he'd like to hit come the end of the season. He has five home runs. 
has knocked in 17 runs. Two and one the count. Dorman looks down at Bacabella for his sign. Gets it. The two and one pitch is hit into the air down the right field line, coming over for it is Staub in foul territory and takes it one-handed. Lee May fouls out to Rusty Staub, just about a foot over the foul line down the right field line. Pat Corrales moves in. Corrales, replacing Johnny Bench tonight, hit into a fielder's choice, forcing Lee May in the first inning. Right-hand batter, Pat Corrales. Kogel boy at third, Wills at short, Sutherland at second, and Tendenen at first for the Expos. The first pitch to Corrales is fouled over the screen and takes the long roll down the netting back onto the field of play. 0-1 the count. The electronic scoreboard says nice going rusty on that uh, fly ball he caught, foul fly. He had a long run for it. The on one pitch is low and away for ball one. One and one the count on Pat Corrales. Corrales, Dave Bristol's choice as catcher for this afternoon's game, replacing Johnny Bench. Helms in the on-deck circle. The one and one pitch in there. Nipping that inside corner once again. Cody's breaking pitch, working real well for him. He had a change of speed on that last one, getting Pat Corrales. The count is one and two, with one away. Top half of the fourth inning, Expos leading four to two. Cody's all set, the one and two pitch. Swung out and missed for strike three. And for Bill Stoneman, his sixth strikeout of the afternoon. Corrales going right around on that inside pitch. Tommy Helm steps in. Helms uh, in the second inning, grounded out. Coco Laboy to Don Clendenin, third to first. Helms hitting 237 going into this afternoon's ball game. Tommy has knocked in six runs. Has hit one home run so far this year. Right-hand batter. Good second baseman. Takes the first pitch high and inside for ball one. Don't forget, tomorrow, Mother's Day, we'll have a single game starting at 1.35. So bring Mom to the ball game tomorrow, and then take her out to dinner afterwards. Outside to Helms for ball two. The scoreboard is, still has it 0-0. They may be having a little bit of trouble up there. It's hard to say. Stoneman delivers. A changeup is fouled against the screen as uh, Stoney took something off on that curveball. And Helms got a piece of it. It should be two and one. They have on the board one and one. Stoneman taking loads of time. Blows some hot air onto the palm of his hand. Gets the sign from Bacabella. The one and one pitch, or two and one pitch, a strike. Strike two, and the count is two and two on Tommy Helms. Outfield not terribly deep on Helms, playing straight away, regular depth. Tommy Garman, the umpire, tells the scoreboard the count is two and two, and they've changed it. Stoneman all set now. 
And it was delivered. Here it is. It's fouled up in the air near the dugout going over for it is Clendenin. He can't get to it. And a fan back of the dugout one-hands it. So the count is two and two with two out. Top half of the fourth inning. Expos leading four to two. The big blow for them. That grand slammer by Mac Jones. Tony's all set. Here's the two and two pitch. It misses for ball three. Full count. On Tommy Helms. Well, Stoney had a bit of trouble in that first inning, but after that, the ball game has been going his way. The three and two pitch. Into the air. Infield to Clendenin at first. He's under it and takes it for the out. That's it for the Red Legs in their half of the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. Going into the bottom half of the fourth inning, it's still 4-2 for the Expos. More trips to Jerry Park, is that right? We certainly are. We hope to be here two or three more times. All right, it's a real pleasure to see both you gentlemen. Continued success, and it's always great to have men like you working with our youngsters. So uh, we'll see you again back here at the ballpark real soon. Russ? Gary Sullivan hits it on the ground down to uh, first base. May steps in the bag for the out. Going after that first pitch. And some youngsters with a sign, CKBM Ottawa, off of the top of the left field bleachers. Rusty Soft steps in. Rusty was hit by a pitch ball in the first inning and hit into a fielder's choice in the second. Here he is in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Rusty would like to lace into one. Here's the first pitch is high to him for ball one with one out. Sullivan going out to Don Clendenin, unassisted at first place, first base. Mac Jones in the on-deck circle. The one and all pitch to Rusty, on the ground a slow roller. Pitcher feels it himself, Culver, over to May at first for the on. Rusty goes out, pitcher to first. That brings uh, up Mac Jones. Just the mention of Mac Jones' name on the PA system brings a roar from the crowd here at Jerry Park. Well at night. Home run last night in the left field seat and a grand slammer. Bottom half of the first inning here at Jerry Park this afternoon. Big Mac. First pitch to Jones. On the ground right back to Culver. And with loads of time, he throws it over to first for the out. Starvin Jones. Go out to the pitcher, George Culver. And that's it for the Expos. No runs, no hits, no errors by the Reds, and nobody left on base. After four complete innings of play, still 4-2 for Bunkley all over Cincinnati. Sure well. And, of course, uh, Big Mac would be happy about that because the Grand Slam will count in the record book. And the rain, all the umbrellas have pretty well disappeared. Still some up, but uh, the rain is almost non-existent right now. 
Cody. First pitch to um, Darrell Sheeney is a ball high. Batting left-handed, Sheeney is a switch hitter. Hit 23 home runs with Asheville in the Southern League last year. Batting left-handed today against the right-hander Bill Stoneman. Kokola Boy in close at third on the fringe of the infield grass. The 1-0 pitch. Line shot out into, bay, into center field for a base hit. Cheney gets the single. And that's his first hit of the afternoon. And the first hit for the Reds since Alec Johnson had a single in the third inning. We are in the top half of the fifth inning. And off Bill Stoneman, the fifth hit by the Red Legs. They had three in the first. That one by Johnson in the third. And this one by Darrell Cheney leading off for the Reds in the fifth inning. The pitcher George Culver steps in. Culver became strikeout victim number three of Bill Stoneman in the second inning. He took over from Jack Fisher in the first when uh, Fisher just had a horrendous first inning. Real nightmare for him as the Expos bombed him. He attempted bunt uh, misses and just see something. Stan Landis the umpire at first base is wearing gloves. Gray gloves. Nick Colossi at third has his hands in his pockets. So on one the count on George Culver, who tried for the sacrifice to get Cheney down to second base. Next pitch, he bunts it foul against the back stop. And the count is 0-2. On to the count. Salmon still taking time now. He's got a runner on first base. Daryl Cheney. All set now. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. A changeup is fouled right at the cameraman at the end of the Cincinnati dugout. He got his lens out of the way and almost caught the ball. On to the count on George Culver. Four to two expos. Top half the fifth inning. Nobody out. Cheney takes the lead off first base. Here's the pitch. It's foul against the screen. And the count remains 0-2. Expos and red legs tomorrow afternoon at 1.35. 1.15 on the Expo Baseball Radio Network. Pete Rose in the on-deck circle. To be followed by Bobby Tolan. Stoneman watches his man at first base. The 0-2 pitch, attempted bunt is fair. The throw is to second base, and he got the runner. A fine play by John Bacabella, who passed on that bunted ball right in front of the plate. Fired it down to Morty Wills, covering it second, and they got the man. So the sacrifice failed. So George Culver, bunting on that third, uh, third strike, with two strikes on him. Hits into a fielder's strike. That rubs out Darrell Cheney in a fine throw by John Bacabella. Down to uh, Maury Wills. Covering on the bag at second. What away. Runner on first base is Culver. And that brings up the top of the batting order, Pete Rose. 
throws single in the first and scored on a home run by Tony Perez. He grounded out first to the pitcher covering in the third. One away, runner on first base is George Culver. Top of the fifth. Dorman got to take a lot of time with throws. Dangerous hitter at the plate. First pitch is low and inside. Pete for ball one. Rose hitting 295 going into this afternoon's game has hit three home runs. Has knocked in 17 runs, runs this year. He's had five doubles. 33 hits. Stallman watches Culver. The pitch to Rose. It misses the outside corner for ball two. Two and all the count on Pete Rose who steps out of the batter's box, looks into the dugout. Now down at third base to Vern Benson, coaching for the Red Legs at first. At uh, third, rather. The count is 2-0 on Pete Rose. Stallman shakes off a couple of signs from John Bacabella. Outfield playing Rose deep. Jones faded over toward left center a bit. Third ball in there for call strike one. A slow curve by Bill Stoneman of the Expos. Both clubs have had five hits. Expos, four runs and five hits and no errors. Red Lakes, two runs and five hits and no errors. Two and one the count. And here it is. On the ground, down a second. Sutherland up with it over to Wills for one. And no play for Morey to first base. No way as Charlie Hustle, Pete Rawls, was well on his way to the bag. Rawls goes out on a fielder's choice. And that rubs out uh, Jack Fisher at second, four to six of your scoring. Sutherland to Wills covering on the bag. So Rose is on first base with two out. And the batter is Bobby Tolan, still looking for his first hit of the afternoon. The pitch is inside to Tolan for ball one. Bobby has sacrificed in the first, moving Rose down to second base. Rose, of course, scored in that home run by Perez. And then Tolan struck out in the third inning. One all the count. On Tolan, the left-hand batter. The pitch to Bobby, swung on, dropped by Bacabella, but no damage at all. It fell right at his feet. The count is one and one, with two away. And a reminder to our listeners that uh, we hope to have Pee Wee Reese and Gene Kirby reunited on this broadcast this afternoon. Dave, any further words? Uh, Gene is not going to be able to make it. We're uh, looking for Pee Wee. One on one the count with two away. Hold on the batter. Expos leading this ball game by two runs in the top of the fifth. Dorman delivers. Line shot out of the right field for a base hit. Rose, round second. 
Heads for third. Stop up with the ball and the throw is in a second to hold the runner at first. We have runners in first and third. As Rose goes all the way around the third on that single by Bobby Toller the right field. Alex Johnson. Alex Johnson steps in. Alex uh, struck out in the first and single to left center field in the third. Here he is in the top half of the fifth inning. Dangerous man, this Alex Johnson. Hitting 319. With five home runs. Big right-handed swinger. Two away, runners in first and third. Into the air, out into right field. Stops going back. I don't think he can get to it. No, sir. Home run against the scoreboard in right field. Alex Johnson, his sixth home run of the season. The big fella going after that pitch from Stoneman. Outside pitch and hit it over the right field wall. Right against the scoreboard, and that had to travel a good 375 feet at least. And the Red Legs have the lead. Taking the lead five to four. Alex Johnson. With his sixth home run, and we really tagged that pitch. So Johnson, three big runs batted in here in the fifth inning. First pitch to Perez is fouled over the screen. The count is 0-1. Tolan and Rose come in to score. And the Red Legs are in the lead. By the score of 5-4. to four. Stallman with only two bad pitches. Curveball in there for call strike two. As Perez was ducking on that inside pitch, but the ball broke beautifully across the inside corner. On to the count, two out. Cincinnati leaving this ball game five to four on the top of the fifth. Tony Perez had a home run this afternoon in the first inning. Struck out his next trip. He falls in the next pitch, high and inside. Didn't break. Count is one and two. Rain is still falling, but not a heavy rain. The one and two pitch is blowing away for ball two. Two and two the count on Tony Perez. Bill Stallman perhaps a little discouraged with himself on the hill on that pitch to Alex Johnson. That's the game of baseball. The next pitch, two and two. It's fouled, uh, sort of a change-up by Stoneman against the, uh, the wall near the dugout. And the count remains two and two. With two out. Here in the top half of the fifth inning, Cincinnati scoring three runs. Stoneman taking his time now, and well he might, with dangerous Tony Perez at bat. Here's the two and two pitch. In there, call strike three, and Perez knew it. And that's the seventh strikeout for Bill Stoneman this afternoon and retires the side. For Cincinnati, three runs on three hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. Going into the bottom half of the fifth inning, the score is five to four for the Reds over the Expos. In, in that one. Well, here at Jarrett.
Ferry Park. We go now to the bottom of the fifth, and the Expos will try to come back for Bill Stoneman. Cincinnati taking a 5-4 lead here in the fifth. Well, we see Dan McGinn going out to the uh, bullpen for the Expos to start warming up, and McGinn's had a busy season so far. First pitch to Don Clendenin is lowered inside for ball one. Clendenin has struck out in both appearances this afternoon. Struck out against the starter, Jack Fisher, and then struck out against George Culver. Goes after the next pitch. It's outside. Pitch is slow for ball one. Culver on the hill for the Cincinnati Red Legs. The pitch on the ground down a short. Cheney up with it. Over to May at first for the out. Mundenen goes out. Short to first. Brings up Coco LaBoy. Falco had an infield hit in the first inning when Tony Perez, the third baseman, couldn't make a play on a slow roller down the line. And then Falco, in his uh, next appearance, struck out. The pitch to Falco is in there for call strike one. And we've noticed more in the last few games, the pitchers are Going that outside breaking stuff to Coco, and he's chasing it. Strike swinging. That one was in the inside corner as Coco went after his favorite pitch. Oh, and do the count on the boy with one out. And McGinn continues to warm up in the bullpen. Call strike three, and Coco was bad. Hit the plate with his bat. Strikes out for the second time this afternoon. That brings up John Bacabella. Bacabella walked in the first, slide out, field in the third. Really tagged the ball, but hit it right to Pete Rose in center field. So here's Big John in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Junky right-hand swinger takes the first pitch for call strike one. That strikeout by LaBoy was the fourth for George Culver since he came into the ball game. And he's handcuffed the Expos since they picked up those four runs in the first inning. He follows the next pitch, uh, Bacabella, and the count is 0-2. Culver coming into last night's ball game, getting the win, and coming into this afternoon's ball game. Pitching brilliantly. Playing deep in left field on Bacabella. Likewise, and right. High and inside. That hit him on the cheek, I believe. It got uh, John Bacabella on the cheek. He didn't fall on the pitch. Tom Gorman is over looking at the, uh, the batter. Bacabella is still on the Where's that earpiece? 
We have temporarily lost the audio portion from the network. Please stand by. Brother, he would have got it really, he would have been in bad trouble because it could have caused uh, well, any kind of a serious injury. But it just grazed his cheek. He's all right. He's on base. And Don Bosch is the batter. Takes the first pitch inside. Well, that's the second time an Expo has been hit by a pitch ball. Rusty Staub was hit by Jack Fisher in the first inning. And Bacabella hit by this pitch ball from George Culver here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Two out. Bosch the batter. Third side to Don for ball two. No sign of uh, our tie client it gets up now and takes some bats from the bat rack. So if Bosch gets on, we'll likely see Ty Klein. It's a blooper out in the left field. Fair foul, I don't know. It's foul. And out of play near the Expo bullpen. Rain still falling here at Jefferson. Let's take 10 seconds to pause for station identification. This is your Expo Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, at 103, on your dial. We're receiving some technical problems from the network. We hope to have them cleared up shortly. We'll return to the ball game as soon as possible. Don Bosch, in there for call strike two. And the count is two and two. The scoreboard says, come on, Don, this way. But Bosch is not considered a long-distance man with the bat. And let's hope. Those are famous last words. Boss, a switch hitter, batting left-handed against Culver. The two-and-two two pitch. Into the air. Back of home plate. I don't know if it's in play. Back four to Corrales. Can't get it. It hits the screen. The netting. Bounces down. Corrales finally gets it with his bare hand. But it bounced on the top of the netting. Back of home plate. And the count is still two-and-two two on Don Bosch. Runner on first base is John Bacabella. Two out, bottom half of the fifth inning. The Reds are leading this ball game five to four on a three-run homer by Alex Johnson in the top half of the fifth inning. Culver takes his time. Looks down at Corrales, gets his sign. The two-and-two two pitch. On the ground, down a short. Cheney up with it, throws over to second for the fourth. And that's it for the Expos. It's Bosch. Hits into a fielder's choice. For the Expos, no runs and no hits. No errors. One man left on base. The score, after five complete innings of play, five to four for the Reds over the Expos. Legs come to bat in the top half of the sixth inning. The first man up for them will be the big bopper from Birmingham, Lee May. Lee May had a single in the first inning and fly out to right field, actually fouled out to Rusty Staub in right field in the fourth, sending Staub in a long run across the foul line in medium right field. Bill Stoneman, still on the hill for the Expos, has given up Seven hits, five runs on seven hits. Expos picked up their four runs on a grand slam home run by Mac Jones 
in the bottom half of the first inning, and they haven't managed anything since. Great relief pitching, long relief pitching by George Culver of the Red Legs. Expos, since their big inning, in the first have picked up only two hits. They had three in the first, single by Wills, a home run by Jones, and an infield hit by LaBoy. Two walks, and a hit batter in the first inning. Not practically all the damage. Three walks and a hit batter in the first inning, and that's about all the the damage the Expos have caused uh, in this ball game. Combined, of course, with uh, home run by Big Mac. So Lee May, right-handed batter, steps in. Here in the top half of the sixth inning. The first pitch to May. Curveball. Caught him ducking. Nips that inside corner. That's one of Stoneman's best pitches. Just comes in there, and of course, the batter hangs in and then doesn't know what happens. It doesn't break. He's got a duck. Ball's on the ground on a Wills. Hard hit ball. Morey up with it over to first for the out. Lee May going after the second pitch. Grounds out. Short to first. Wills to Clendenin. Brings up Pat Corrales. Corrales hit into a fielder's choice in the first and became strikeout victim number six of Bill Stallman in the fourth inning. Right hand batter, Pat Corrales. Outfield playing him straight away. Cincinnati Red Legs of the Western Division. Stallman's first pitch is in there on the outside corner for Cole, strike one. Corrales to be followed by Tommy Helms. Stallman blows a little heat into his pitching hand. And the next pitch is low and away, misses that outside corner by about an inch and a half. The count is one and one. The one and one pitch to Corrales, the changeup hit on the ground, down to LaBoy. Coco made a nice play on it, but uh, Corrales is on with an infield hit. Coco dove into the dirt to stop it from going down the line. Had it got by Coco, it would have gone for a double. But that's a single for Pat Corrales here in the sixth inning. Infield hit. Tommy Helms moves in. Right-hand batter. Feet wide apart at the plate. Helms hasn't had a hit this afternoon. He grounded out third to first in the second. Popped out to Don Clendenin in the fourth inning. First pitch to Helms. A foul ball to the left of home plate over near the Expo dugout. On one the count. On Tommy Helms. Real cool afternoon here at Jerry Park. But the Harden fans have stayed. They're enjoying the action. It's on the ground, out of Wills, it's short. Corey follows the ball, can't make a play. And that's the first error for the Expos. Well, that moves Corrales down to second base. 
Morey mounted himself. Wills has really improved his play. Oh, I'd say 100% at shortstop. He had a dash in for that one. And just bobbled the ball. Darrell Shaney steps in. Shaney had a single in the fifth inning. And was thrown out at second on an attempted sacrifice by George Culver, the pitcher who was batting for the Reds. First pitch to Shaney uh, is high and inside for ball one. We have one out. Lee May grounding out short to first. Corrales got on with an infield hit. Followed by Helms, safe in an error by Maury Wills. So Helms is at first and Corrales at second. And Shaney's the batter, batting left-handed, switch hitter. Gets the outside corner for strike one. Shaney, quarterback in football, picked to high school All-American. Quarterback in football. Excelled in four sports. Rain still falling. The ball is foul over the screen onto the press box against the seats with a crash. And it's one and two. Darrell Lee Cheney. A four-sport performer at Oliver Morton High School in his hometown of Hammond, Indiana. Scouted by many football clubs and turned down all their offers for baseball. Fouls the next pitch into his own dugout. Harris Parsegian, the coach of Notre Dame, paid a personal visit to his hometown of Hammond, Indiana, trying to get him to sign or to sign to, to go to Notre Dame and play football. Turns down all the offers for baseball. Stallman all set now. The one and two pitch is hit into the air out of the center field. Left center. Jones is going over. So is Bosch. Jones takes it for the out. Jones actually took it almost in center field. That brings up the pitcher, George Culver. Culver struck out in the second and hit into a fielder's choice in the fifth and attempting to sacrifice Cheney down to second. Right-hand batter with runners in first and second and two out. Top half of the sixth inning. The rain still falling. Stoneman checks his runners. The pitch is in there for call strike one. Slow curve by Bill Stoneman. The runners are Helms at first and Corrales at second. Ball and one the count, and here's the pitch. It's low for ball one. One and one. Don't forget, folks, the Expos have a ticket office in the Dominion Square building, ground floor. The computer ticket office. It punches out the tickets you want. Next pitch is foul back of the Cincinnati dugout into the seat. And the count is one and two on George Culver. Five to four Reds over the Expos in the top of the sixth. 
Donovan checks his runner at second base. The pitch to Culver swung on it for strike three. And that is the eighth strikeout for Bill Stoneman. For the red legs, no runs on one hit, one Montreal error, two men left on base. Going into the bottom half of the sixth inning, it's still five to four for Cincinnati. Well, manager Gene Mark realizes he's got to get something going here in the bottom half of the sixth inning with uh, the rain still falling. So he is sending in Ty Klein to pinch hit for Bill Stoneman. And Dan McGinn starts to warm up again in the Expos bullpen. And in all likelihood, dangerous Dan will pitch for the Expos in the top of the seventh. So Ty Klein moves in. The attendance here, official paid attendance, 7,079. Fine attendance considering the horrible weather we've had most of the day here in Montreal. First pitch to Klein is high and inside for ball one. Ty hitting 146. He's had six hits in 41 trips to the plate. Left-hand batter, Ty Klein. Morty Wills in the on-deck circle. The Expos trailed by one. Hits it on the ground down to Helms at second. Over to first for the out and Klein's out of there. Ty Klein goes out. Second of first. That brings up Morty Wills. Morty Wills. Well, Morty... Single in the first was one of the runners who scored in that grand slam home run by And Morty grounded out third to first in his second trip to the plate in the first inning. And then grounded out second to first in the third inning. Wills is inside for ball two to Maury. Gary Sullivan in the on-deck circle. Five of those eight uh, runs off uh, Stoneman were earned. They will have the totals on Bill Stoneman for you in just a moment. Two and all the count with one away. Uh, rather, 3 no count on Wills. So Maury will be taking this next pitch. He does for call strike one. One away. And the top of the batting order, Maury Wills. Now, number of players leave for the Cincinnati bullpen. will start warming up very shortly. The 3-1 pitch. Misses, and Maury's on with a walk. That brings up Gary Sutherland to be followed by Rusty Stubbs. Time is called as Tony Perez, the third baseman, goes over to talk to uh, George Culver, the pitcher. Culver steps off the slab and rearranges some of the dirt in front on the slope. Probably some of the, the mud caked there a bit. Now uh, the manager of the Cincinnati Redlegs, Dave Bristol, walks out. And we'll have a meeting at the summit. In comes 
First baseman, Lee May. Shortstop, Darrell Cheney. Third baseman, Tony Perez. And the catcher, Pat Corrales. And they all return to their positions. And we're all set to go. Wills on first base. With one out, bottom half of the sixth inning as the Expos try to get something going here at Jerry Park. First pitch to Gary Sutherland is in there for call strike one. Outfield not playing terribly deep on Gary Sutherland. Pitch is way out to pitch out, but Wills was way back to the bag. The count is one and one. Wind blowing from left to right here at Jerry Park. The one of there goes Wills, the pitch swung on. And Morey's in with a stolen base. Corrales, a foul tip, he's got to get back. Corrales couldn't find the ball. It was a quick foul tip. And Morey is back. He was well into second base. Would have had his stolen base. But umpire Tom Garman signaled the foul tip. Morey had a tremendous jump on the pitcher, George Culver. So it's the count is one and two now on Sutherland with Staub in the on-deck circle. Gary good at this hit and run as we've, as we've mentioned. So we'll see what happens. The one and two pitch. It's low and inside for ball two. Two balls and two strikes and Gary Sutherland. Wills on first base. The Red Legs are leading by one run. The Expos need Morey across the plate. Culver set. Throw to first. And Wills is back in loads of time, although he did dive and tagged the bag with his right hand. Morey Wills with 509 career stolen bases. Two and two. There goes Wills. Here's the pitch. It's fouled again. And again, Wills had a great jump on pitcher George Culver. And Maury returns to the bag at first base. Two and two the count on Gary Sutherland. Wills. Takes the lead off the bag at first. Here's the pitch. There goes Morey. It's on the ground foul. Again, he's down to second base. And again, Sutherland fouls it off. So Morey trots back to first base. So the count stays the same, two and two with one out. We're in the bottom of the sixth. Rusty Staub in the on-deck circle. 
There's a two and two pitch. It's fouled right over the screen into the seats. And again, the count remains two and two. Wills didn't move off the bag at first. Well, he was off the bag, but just faked a, a bit of a run, but he wasn't going. Takes a lead off first, a longer lead. There he goes. Here's the pitch, and again it's fouled. Oh, Maury's getting a workout. So is George Culver, throwing a lot of pitches now, and of course Sutherland keeps fouling them off. Oh, this will. What an exciting base runner he is. Over. Two and there goes Wells, the pitch. Again, it's fouled. Steve, how many bases has Maury Wills stolen in this inning? He's gone down about five, six times. Gary's doing a good job because he's got... And uh, if there's any way that Corrales can make a play on Wills, where well, Gary's got to foul that ball off and protect the runner. All right. Scoreboard says we're watching him, Ori. There he goes. Here's the pitch. Again, it's foul. <laughs> well, you can say that again, Dave. Gary certainly is protecting that plate. Ori's going to be all worn out. Still one out. Fans enjoying every minute of this. Two and two the count. On Gary Sutherland. Maury a short lead off first base. A longer one now. There's a throw to first and Wills is back in time. to the count still. The pitch, there goes Wells. It's fouled again down the right field line into the seat. <laughs> two and two with one out. Five to four for the Reds over the Expos. Bottom half of the sixth inning. So Wills represents potential tying run. Sutherland at the plate. Here's the two and two. There goes Maury. There goes Wills. He is out. They got him. Sutherland disappointed. Drops his bat at home plate. As Wills is thrown out finally. Two to six of your scoring. And that's it for the Expos. Gary Sutherland really disappointed. For the Expos. No runs. No hits. No errors. And nobody left on base. After six complete innings of play, five to four Cincinnati over the Expos. Dan McGinn is pitching now for the Expos. 
Bill Stoneman, in the six innings he worked, gave up eight hits, five runs, five of them earned, no walks, and struck out eight. The top of the Cincinnati order here as we go to the seventh, with the Reds leading five to four. And Dan McGinn comes on. Dan makes his 14th appearance, all in relief. He's got a 2.01 earned run average after 22 and a third innings. He's given up only five earned runs. He is 1-0 and on the year. Dan McGinn. plate now and McGinn served him two pitches, a ball and a strike and the next one is fouled. No, he didn't. He checked his swing on it and held up. So it's two and one. Two one to Pete Rose. Swing and a foul off to the left side. Rose has moved over on the other side of the plate now for McGinn. Batting right-handed. Rose is one for three with a couple of runs scored. He was on base when Perez hit a home run in the first. He was on when Johnson hit a three-run homer in the fifth. A swing and a foul. Bounce to the left side and into the Expos dugout. Evens the count of two balls and two strikes. The left-hander, Dan McGinn, looks down. Has the sign from John Bacabella. The wind-up in the pitch. Inside the Rose. The count goes three and two. Tolan is on deck, and then Alex Johnson. The Reds have out-hit the Expos, 8-5. They lead 5-4, coming back in the fifth on the strength of that Alex Johnson home run to right center. Swing and a miss, and he struck Pete Rose out. Dan McGinn comes on and logs a strikeout. The batter will be Bobby Tolan. Tolan, left-hand hitter, one for two with a sacrifice. Stoney struck him out in the third. Pitch to Tolan, taken on the inside corner for a strike. Tolan's got terrific speed. At Tulsa, in 64, he stole 34 bases. And then at Jacksonville, in 65, stole 45 bases. Foul tip off to the right side of the plate. Nothing in two to Tolan. He's 23 years old. He's got an uncle, uh, Eddie Tolan, who was a gold medal winner in the 1932 Olympics. As a matter of fact, he won two gold medals. The pitch is inside to Bobby Tolan. A ball, two strikes. One out, nobody on. Top of the seventh, Reds lead 5-4. Eddie Tolan, Bobby's uncle, uh, set a world record in the 100 meters at 10-3 and an Olympic record in the 200 meters at 21-2. Pitch high and inside, evens the count, two balls and two strikes. On deck is Alex Johnson. Bobby, as we mentioned, came to the Cincinnati Reds along with pitcher Wayne Granger in a deal last year. 
in the Beta Pinson trade. Low and away for ball three. Three balls and two strikes. the 3-2. Swing and a miss. He struck Tolan out. Back-to-back strikeouts for Dan McGinn. Two away. The batter will be Alex Johnson talking about Tolan's speed this year. Johnson. He has uh, successfully stolen three times in four attempts. Here's Alex Johnson, right-hand hitter. Pitches high and outside. Ball one. Johnson is two for three. Stoney struck him out in the first inning. Johnson got a base hit and then was stranded at first in the third. And he hit that big three-run homer in the fifth that put the Reds out in front, 5-4. The 1-0 pitch, swung on, ball hit hard, foul, just behind third base. A ball and a strike. National League final in, Dodgers beat the Pirates 4-1. Don Sutton's the winner and Jim Bunning was the loser. Let's take 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Expos Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, at 103 in your dial, two minutes after five. Alex Johnson, the 1-1 pitch for a strike. A ball and two strikes. Johnson hit 312 with the Reds last year, has a major league lifetime average of 286. Is with the Phillies in 64 and 65. Here's a ground ball, goes to the left side, Wills up, throw to first, in time, and the side is retired. That's all for Alex Johnson, and that's all for the Reds in the seventh. Nothing across. The score as we go to the home half of the seventh inning here at Jerry Park. The Reds five, the Expos four. Here at Jerry Park in Montreal, the Cincinnati Redlegs still out in front, five to four, over the Montreal Expos as Rusty Staub steps in to face George Silver. And Staub is looking for his first hit of the afternoon. Rusty hit by a pitcher in the first, dealer's choice. In the second and grounded out, pitcher to first in his last appearance in the fourth inning. Rusty Staub, Mac Jones, Don Clendenin trying to get something going here now in the seventh. Clover delivers, swinging a foul off to the right side. Into the Reds dugout, strike one. One ball and one strike to Rusty. Culver's first pitch was low and inside, bounced in the dirt. And then the swing and a foul by Stop. One and one the count. Mac Jones on deck. Stop today over two, hit by a pitch. He was on when Mac Jones hit his grand slam in the first inning for the Expos. Here's a swing and a foul rolling up the screen. Ball and two strikes. The Reds scored two runs in the first on the home run by Perez. Mac Jones' grand slam in the first put the Expos in front four to two. And then Alex Johnson's home run in the fifth, putting the Reds out in front five four. 
three home runs in this game, accounting for all runs scored. Reds leading 5-4. Pitches outside to Corrales. Not to stop. Corrales reaching. Two balls, two strikes. Lee May playing behind first base and protecting that bag. Tolan is deep in right field. Helms on the edge of the grass. Pitches inside to stop. A full count. Three and two. afternoon has been from our left to our right. Here's Culver's pitch. Swung on, popped up. Shallow right field going back is Helms. He's under it and has it. The second baseman makes the catch. One away. And that'll bring Mac Jones to the plate. One for two with a walk. And he's driven in all four exposed home runs with that grand, uh, exposed runs with the grand slam homer in the first. Right now, Pat Corrales went over to the Cincinnati dugout in just a moment to talk to manager Dave Bristol. Bristol undoubtedly giving some instructions as to how he'd want Mac Jones pitched here. Don Clendenin is on deck. Clay Carroll, right-hander, warming up in the Cincinnati bullpen. We may get some more activity down there. The first pitch taken by Mac for a strike. fielder Pete Rose a few steps around toward right center here's the pitch to Mack swing and a miss for strike two Mack stepping out for a minute Mack started the day batting 360 moved ahead of Coco the boy Here's the 0-2 pitch. A breaking ball taken for a called strike. So that's all for Mac Jones. Culver logs his fifth, sixth strikeout. Let's double check that. Yeah, that's right. First pitch to Clendenin is a ball. Two outs, nobody on. Culver's done a fine job. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Don swings and misses this one. A ball and a strike. Culver came on in the first inning when starter Jack Fisher had given up the grand slam to Mac Jones and then uh, another hit and a couple of walks and Culver came on and has yielded, but two base hits. He swings and foul tips this next one. And the count to Don is now a ball and two strikes. Culver is ready. Here's the pitch. It's wide of the plate. The count is two and two. Should Clendenin get on, the batter would be 
Coco Leboy. Here's the pitch to Don. Bounced down beside the plate. That inside corner. A full count. Clendenin got a hit here last night. Hitless today in three trips to the plate. The 3-2. It's low. Ball four. Clendenin is aboard. The batter will be Coco LeBoy. Oh, we got another one of these one-run games here. The Reds leading five to four. And again, the Expos get the potential tying run on. Three walks given up now by George Culver. Coco steps in, one for three. Got a hit up the third baseline on the little roller that everybody watched. That was in the first inning. Pitches down low to Coco, ball one. Culver struck him out in the second. Got him on a called strike in the fifth. Corrales out of the mound to talk to Culver for just a moment. The right-hander, Clay Carroll, continues to heat up down in the Cincinnati bullpen down the right field line. Culver looking down for the sign, a long look. He goes to the stretch. Swing and a miss. One and one to Coco. Strong wind left to right all afternoon. Clendenin takes his lead. The pitch. Swing and a foul. Out of play back to the right into the stands. One ball and two strikes. Charles Brosman, the Expos chairman, will be honored by the Benet Brith Montreal Sports Lodge Monday evening at 7 o'clock at the Bonaventure Hotel for his contribution to the bringing of Major League Baseball to Montreal. Baseball Commissioner Bowie Kuhn will be the featured speaker. Here's the 1-2 to LeBoy. Swing and a foul back to the same place. Mayor Jean Drapeau will also speak. Mr. Brofman is going to receive that Benet Brith chapter award as the Sportsman of the Year. Our congratulations to our chairman, Mr. Charles Brofman. With two outs, Clendenin is on at first. A ball and two strikes to LeBoy. We're in the bottom of the seventh, and the Reds lead by a run, 5-4. The stretch by Culver. Here's the one-two. It's high. Count goes to two balls and two strikes. Then, McGinn will undoubtedly be staying in this ball game. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Just trying to look ahead down the batting order here. That's it for the Expos in the seventh. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. Clendenin, who had walked. After seven at Jerry Park, the Cincinnati Reds five, the Montreal Expos four. Well, we're going into the top half of the eighth inning. The first man up for the Cincinnati Red Legs, Tony Perez. Cincinnati leading this ball game five to four. They scored two runs top half of the first inning. The Expos came back with four runs and a grand slam home run by Mac Jones, bottom half of the first inning. And then the Reds in a three-run homer by Alex Johnson in the top of the fifth, moved out to the front five to four, and that's where the score stands as of the moment. Plate umpire Tom Gorman cleaning up the plate a little bit before Perez steps in. Perez will be followed by Lee May and Pat Corrales. Perez hit that two-run homer in the first. Since then, has struck out twice. Against Bill Stoneman, the Expos starter. Dan McGinn on the mound. The lefty deals. A swing and a miss by Perez. Strike one. McGinn came on in the seventh. Struck out Rose and Tolan. Got Johnson on a ground ball. The pitch to Perez. High and outside. One ball, one strike. A very brief span of time, just over two seasons, Perez has made the move from first to third in fine fashion. Here's the pitch. It's down low. Two balls, one strike. Tony Perez at the plate. Came up Cincinnati in 64. Curveball, high inside. Three and one. Came up for 12 games in 1964. Went two for 25 at the plate. And then he really took off. 65, he hit 260 in 66. He upped his average to 265. Hit 290 in 67. Hit 282 last year. Pitch low and outside. Ball four and Perez is aboard. First walk given up by Dan McGinn. And that brings Lee May to the plate. Lee May. Tommy Helms calls him the big bopper from Birmingham. Right-hand hitter. One for three. Got a hit in the first. Fouled out the stop in the fourth. Grounded out in the sixth. Perez on with nobody out in the Reds leading 5-4. McGinn delivers and May fouls it off his ankle. Bounced in the dirt and then popped up and hit him. Strike one. Corrales is on deck. The stretch by McGinn gives the runner a look. The pitch is low and outside. One ball and one strike. The Reds took a quick look at Lee May in 1965. For about five games, he got to go to the plate four times, didn't collect a hit. Spent most of 1966 with Buffalo, went up at the end of the year, and in 25 games with Cincinnati, hit 333, and he stuck. The count goes to one and two. May's a big man. 
6-3-2-0-5. Fouls one off to the left, high, left side of the plate. Count remains a ball and two strikes. In 1967, he was the National League Rookie Player of the Year, named by Sporting News Magazine. He hit uh, 265, 12 home runs, 57 RBIs. Here's ball two to May. Two balls, two strikes. The runner at first is Tony Perez. Nobody out. They're around to the left defensively for May. Begins pitch, breaking ball that's low. And he goes to a full count, three and two. Two Cincinnati home runs, giving them a 5-4 lead here in the eighth. Pitch cut on high fly ball center field. Bosch back, dances under it. He's got it. One away. Perez holds first. That'll bring, well, let's see who comes out. have anybody in the on-deck circle there for a couple of minutes. We're going to get Ted Savage as a pinch hitter. Ted Savage is going to come on to pinch hit for Pat Corrales. Savage has only played in five games this year. He's three for six at the plate. Wee Reese is going to be moving in here to join us for the bottom of the eighth. So it'll be a pleasure to hear from the former all-time great Brooklyn Dodgers star. Now broadcasting for the Cincinnati Reds, along with Ed Kennedy on the Reds TV network, Pee Wee Reese. Savage, a right-hand hitter. Swings and misses the first offering from McGinn. Strike one. The runner at first is Tony Perez. steps out and now he's right back in there the stretch by him again the pitch taken high by Savage one ball and one strike Tommy Helms in the on-deck circle. Here's the pitch. Strike two called. Savage caught looking. Elroy Face, veteran right-hander, warming up in the exposed bullpen. Danny McGinn starting to show some good stuff out there. Perez takes his lead from first. Here's the pitch. It's inside. Got away from Bacabella for a moment, but Perez holds first. The ball rolled over behind Savage. Bacabella kept it just to his left. The count goes two and two. 
play this afternoon, about 35 minutes late as they took time preparing the field. Here's strike three call. Savage, the pinch hitter, caught looking. Curveball from Dan McGinn, got him. Two away. Third strikeout for Dan. That'll bring Tommy Helms to the plate. Right-hand hitter this afternoon, Helms. 0 for 3, got on base on a Wills error in the sixth. Tony Perez at first. McGinn gives him a quick look, and the curveball to Helms is a strike. 0 and 1. The outfield is not too deep, and straight away for Helms. kicks and deals. A comebacker right to Danny. Throws to first. That's all for Tommy Helms. And that's all for the Cincinnati Reds in the eighth. No runs, no hits, no errors. And one man left on base with a score after seven and a half here at Jerry Park. The Reds five and the Expos four. Well, we move into the bottom half of the eighth inning. Montreal Expos, John Bacabella leads off, and we have a very distinguished guest on the program. Well, we sure do. If I took the time here to give Pee Wee Reese the introduction that he's so deserving of, I'd, we might be uh, finished with this ball game. One of the all-time great Brooklyn Dodgers and moved into the broadcasting field where he's had a very distinguished... Well, I don't know. I'll let Pee Wee tell you how many years he's been broadcasting now. Uh, right now, Ed Kennedy's partner on the Cincinnati Reds television network. It's a real pleasure to bring in Pee Wee Reese. Thank you, Dave. Nice to be here. It's quite a ball game. We've seen a lot of home runs. All the runs have been scored on baseball. I mean, on home runs, uh, Dave. Three home runs, the story of this ball game. That's uh, one in the fifth by Johnson's looking mighty big, Pee Wee. Yeah, it certainly does, and I... Uh, Fielder Pete Rose got over to that ball quickly and came up with it, fired it into Helms, and Bacabella holds up with a base hit. Dave, I would like to say I'm very much impressed with your ball club. I, I know it's a very cold day today, and I had never seen Bill Stoneman pitch. He looked real sharp. He got a couple of fastballs in a bad spot. Has a very good curveball, and I was keeping score over in, in uh, the booth where I was sitting. I don't think they hit a curveball off the fellow all day. And this young McGinn that came in, I, I think he's looked real sharp. I think your pitching may come around before the year's over. I think so. Uh, Pee-wee, I was talking about this uh, in the last inning. Uh, the thing that amazed me about uh, Stoney's curveball today is that I would think with this brisk wind that we've had in this cold weather, that's got to be one of the toughest pitches to control as effectively as, as Stoney did in this ballgame. Yes, it is. Of course, uh, as cold as it is today, it's, it's real hard to loosen up, but I thought that he got the curveball in a very good spot. I was a little surprised he didn't throw more curveballs than he did. Not only when he got them over did they not hit him, but they kinda, the hitters kind of bent in the middle a little bit. They backed away right. from the ball. Manny Mota takes over to run at first base for John Bacabella, and Don Bosch steps in. Batting left against Clay Carroll, the right-hander. It's bunted foul back into the screen behind the plate. Nobody out with the runner on. Culver, we're talking about these pitchers. Uh, as you mentioned, Culver looked pretty good. He gave up only two hits, 
Struck out seven. He hit one batter. Culver was very effective in checking these expos here this afternoon. All right, Carroll gets ready. He gives Moda a look. Here's the 0-1 to Bosch. He let this one go high and outside. A ball and a strike. Well, I would say both of these uh, ball clubs, the Expos and the Reds, they will score runs. You know the Reds have a real good hitting ball club, and what I've seen here of this ball club, the way Max Jones is going, and he's, a, I would say, just a little bit of a favorite in this town, isn't he? Boy, he sure is. Max enjoying some great days here at Jerry Park. Carroll's next pitch is high to Bosch. Let's it go. The count goes two and one. Pee-wee, this is always one of the most exciting situations in baseball, isn't it? You get that runner on first, you're down by a run, and you get a guy like Don Bosch at the plate that's got good speed and uh, can bunt that ball. Anything can happen. It certainly is. It's a, it's a beautiful play to watch. Goes to the third baseman. He has moved in, and the shortstop moves over to second, and the second baseman moves over to first, and the first baseman. Everyone's moving on it. This one, Bosch missed as it hit the inside corner just above the knees. Two balls and two strikes. Peewee, when you're bunting, is that uh, about the toughest place to get a good uh, piece of that ball? Well, of course, the, the pitcher, Clay Carroll, he knows that they were bunting, and he is trying to keep the batter from bunting the ball, and he's trying to keep the ball up on him to get, make him bunt the ball up in the air, and the third baseman's way in there, so you have to bunt the ball down the first baseline. It's a tough play. Here's the 2-2 two -two to Bosch. He swings away and taps this to the left side. Perez up with it, throw to second, and they get one. Moda is out. a close play. But Manny Mota is out at second base. Helms coming across that bag had to lead to take the throw from Perez. Mota was just about in there. We're going to get a pinch hitter now, Floyd Wicker, as Bosch becomes the runner now at first base. So Floyd Wicker, a left-hand hitter, Floyd has shown at times some terrific power. He's got one game-winning hit. That was against Atlanta. It was his line drive up the middle, drove in two runs, and enabled the Expos to beat the Atlanta Braves that first night in Atlanta. But now we've got Bosch with good speed on at first, one away, and Floyd Wicker, the batter, hitting 182 as a pinch hitter in 11 games. Here's the pitch to Floyd. He took this one for a strike. Dave, I've never seen uh, Wicker hit, but I just noticed over on the bench of the Cincinnati's Dave Bristol, the manager of the Reds, the center fielder Pete Rose is playing him in right, in right center, and they moved him back over more in straightaway center and told the shortstop to kind of watch. Does he hit the ball to left field quite a bit or out to left center? He has hit it to both places, but uh, more often than not, uh, he'll try to pull that ball to right. Uh, Floyd has had trouble hitting to the opposite field. And uh, some pitchers have had success uh, getting him on those uh, outside pitches because he'll reach out there and try to poke it to the opposite field. A ball and a strike to Floyd with one out. The stretch by Carroll. He looks at Bosch, the pitch. Swung on and a line drive fouled out of the left. Up in the air and goes back into the stands. The count goes a ball and two strikes. We'll take 10 seconds for station identification on the Expos Baseball Radio Network. WHRL, Albany, New York, 103 on your dial. The time, 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. All right, with 
with one out in the bottom of the eighth. One and two, the count on Floyd Wicker. Don Bosch, the runner at first. Reds lead 5-4. Swing on line drive, it's the left field. Up with the ball is Johnson. Bosch is at second. Wicker's at first. Oh, we talk about Floyd having trouble getting that hit to left. You know that's when he's going to hit it to left, Pee-wee. Has to be, Dave. You know another thing I like about... Well, I think that everyone here in Montreal has done such a terrific job in getting this ballpark bill into the sharp notice and talking to Lou Martin and a lot of the people around here and, and how hard they've worked. Jim Fanning, the general manager, and John McHale. And the fans, the enthusiasm that the fans have here, I just think it's wonderful, David. It has to help the ball players. A fellow like Mac Jones, having these people pull for him out in left field, you better believe it does help players to know that the people are in backup. All right, an opportunity for Maury Wills. Swings on the first pitch and bounces it foul up the first base side. The Bosch will go back to second. Wicker back to first. The Expos have got some possibilities brewing here now with a couple of runners aboard and only one down. Bosch in scoring position at second base. The outfield, of course, with Maury up there moves in and they're straight away. Pee Wee, I guess you've seen Wills have some great days in his career. Yes, I certainly have. Uh, Mari has a little age, but he looks to me just watch him run out there today. He can still move, and this fellow gets started and gets on the on the base. He can really upset a ball club, a pitcher, the catcher, and the infielder. Here's Carroll's pitch, low and inside. One ball, one strike. That wind kicking up quite a bit now, left to right all afternoon. Maury got on before and was going with uh, the hit and run on with Gary Sutherland up there. Here's Carroll's pitch. Swung on a high hopper. Carroll has to wait for it to come down. Play is at first. It's in time to get Wills by half a step. The runners move up. On a day like today, uh, Pee Wee, with a slow track and that wind coming into the runner's face from first to second, uh, you wouldn't figure to see too many try to make it, would you? True, and also when it's wet out there and it's Gary, the spikes, you seem to get a little mud in your spikes. It doesn't make for real good running. And oh, we're talking about Mari Wills. Now, I played up until I was 40 years old. I think the first thing that goes or that you can feel that goes are your legs. I can remember hitting a ball in the hole where I used to be a couple of steps beyond that bag and found out that they were throwing me out by a couple of steps and it felt a little bit like that first base is a little bit uphill there. That ball right there, I believe Mari on a real good dry day, on a warm day too, that he would have beaten that ball out right there. I believe so. Well, here is Gary Sutherland with two outs, runners, at second and third, the pitch to Gary is fouled back to the left side. 0 and 1. Here's a young man that has had a fine opportunity here that Gene Mox presented to him to play second base in the last week or so. Gary's bat has been coming around. He's a fine hit and run man. That's why they've got him behind Wills. Get Maury on base. And Gary has come up with the uh, some excellent hits in hit-and-run situations behind the runner to right field. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul back to the right side. Goes for strike two. So Carroll gets out in front. That was quite an inning they had, or quite a battle they had uh, 
two or three innings ago when Wills tried to steal about seven or eight times and Gary kept fouling the ball off to the left and the right. And he finally got him on a high inside slider. Say one thing, Mario never gave up, did he? He shorted. Carroll's pitch, swing and a foul. This one comes straight back into the screen behind the plate. Count remains 0-2. We are in the bottom of the eighth with the Reds leading 5-4. Don Bosch is the runner at third base. Floyd Wicker at second. Gary Sutherland on at first. Gary's got a hit in three official trips. He also walked. He was aboard when Mac Jones hit his grand slam in the first. So Clay Carroll, the right-hander, out in front, the 0-2. Low and outside. A ball and two strikes. and overcast all afternoon several times during this game. We've had some rain to dampen things. Here's Carroll's 1-2. Sutherland reached for a change and fouled it down behind third. What are you supposed to say, Pee-wee? He fooled him? <laughs> he sure did. He was a little bit out in front of that change, wasn't he? He sure was. He was really leaning. Gary's got good bat control. As a regular... Uh, Gene Mock's got high hopes for him. He can hit, we're pointing out. He hit 274 Philadelphia last year. I believe he can play any position, too, in that infield, can he? Yes, he can. One and two to Suds. The pitch. Swing and a foul high into the air out of play off to the right side. Back into the stands. One ball, two strikes. Pee-wee, I know you've been asked... Uh, thousand times about expansion in baseball today. Are there enough young players to stock the major league teams? I think so. I've been uh, well it's, it's been a good thing to see. I think the expansion ball clubs this year have, have shown how uh, is the one two and it is a base hit out into left field. This ball game is tied up. Wicker's going to come to the plate. The throw he's in there. The Expos lead the ball game six to five. Gary Sutherland Hit a ground ball in the hole to the left side, and the Expos are back out in front. A couple of RBIs. Bob scores from third, Wicker from second. The inning's still not over with Rusty Staub coming to the plate. And Gary Sutherland came through. Drilled that ball on the ground right between Perez and Chaney. The batter, Rusty Stop. Well, that changes things here in a hurry. Well, I would imagine right about now 7,079 fans have gotten warm. Carroll delivers on the outside corner. It's a strike to stop. Hey, what I started to say about the expansion teams, I have had a right before, right before Gary got that base hit. I knew you wanted to talk about that a little bit. I have had a chance to see San Diego and this ball club out here, Montreal. The old one to Rusty swung on, ground ball to the right side, Helm deep, he can't get to it. Sutherland's going to dig for third. Here comes the throw, Sutherland slides, he's in there. hit for Rusty Stobbs. Sutherland goes to third base. The fourth hit in the inning off Clay Carroll. And here is Mac Jones with the Expos leading 6-5. 
six to five. And boy, are these fans excited. And a little conference between Johnny Bench and Clay Carroll there for just a moment. Starting to talk about that San Diego ball club, Pee Wee. Well, if either this ball club, Montreal and San Diego, either one of the ball clubs get any pitching at all, they will be able to score runs. I saw San Diego score nine runs last Saturday against our Cincinnati ball club over there, and they definitely have power. It's a good thing to see. All right, runners at first and third. Max swings and misses the first offering from Carroll. Strike one. Sutherland's on at third. He drove in two runs to put the Expos out in front. Six, five. Staub on at first with a single. Just did get it by Tommy Helms, who went wide to his left out of the grass to knock it down, but couldn't make a play. And the pitch to Mack outside. One ball, one strike. Two outs. The Expos have now out hit the Reds, nine to eight. Carroll finding the going a little rough. Here in the bottom of the eighth. The fans chanting, go Mac, go. Here's the 1-1, one, one. tying inside. Two balls and a strike. You know, Pee-wee, I think that a lot of these ball players, the guys like Corey Wills, Mac Jones, Don Clendon, and they feel that they're a little notch above an expansion player, and they've been playing like rookies here early in the season. Carroll getting ready. Here's the 2-1 to Mac. It bounces left of the plate, back into the stands. Here comes Sutherland. One base advance, and it's a 7-5 ball game. Sutherland crosses the plate. Well, the fellow just moved down to second base down there, a fellow named Rusty Staub. I would say he's uh, one of the real fine ball players in the National League today, or in any league you want to name. This fellow is an outstanding ball player, a good hitter, and I have not had a chance to see Rusty play too many times while he was with Houston, but they were telling me over today how he backs up every play. He's been in a rundown, so this is what you like to see in ball players. And, First base now opened up. They're going to go ahead and put Mac Jones on. That advance of stop to second and scoring Sutherland's on a wild pitch charge to Carroll if you're keeping score with us. So Mac Jones is finished off with a walk here. With first base open and two outs. Now runners at first and second for Don Clendenin, who is the ninth man to come to the plate here in the bottom of the eighth. And the Expos have gone out in front 7-5. Clendenin Looking for a hit, he's over three with a walk. The pitch to Dodd, swung on and fouled off to the right, into the first row, down beyond the Reds' dugout. Talking about uh, Rusty, Pee-wee, I haven't, uh, this of course is my rookie year in Major League Baseball, but taking into consideration the years I've had in, in minor league ball, I've never seen a hitter with the amount of concentration at the plate that Saab has. And he's got the potential to become one of the great players of the game today. He certainly uh, has, the, has the ability, and he's able to hit the ball to all fields. 0-1 to Clendenin. Fastball is low. One ball and one strike. Well, we were talking earlier in this game, Pee-wee, that we just know that these Reds are going to be heard from before this is over. They've got a great deal of talent. They have, they have a very good offensive ball club. 1-1 one, one to Don is swung on and missed. Strike two. Had a little trouble with uh, really their 
cowbell or the stopper. You may think that Jim Maloney is, who is a fine pitcher and has, you know, pitched a no-hitter just a while ago. But Gary Nolan, if they can get this fellow back in shape, he is quite a pitcher. And this is what they need, I think, right now. We're going to get Wayne Granger warming up in the Cincinnati bullpen right now. Carroll delivers a 1-2, and he strikes one then and out. So that's it. Nine men to the plate. Carroll gets a strikeout on Clendenin to end the inning. It's three runs on four hits. No errors in the field. A wild pitch scored one run. Two are left. And the score at the end of eight here at Jerry Park, the Expos seven and the Reds five. In the uh, top half of ninth inning, Elroy Face on the hill for the Montreal Expos and John Bateman, the catcher. Bacabella was taken out for a pinch runner in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So Bateman is back behind the plate for the Expo. And out on the mound, and I'm going to ask Pee-wee to talk about Elroy Face. A little right-hander is coming on here for the Expos to pitch this ninth inning and talk about players that have had some great games, and I know you've seen several pitch by this fellow. Well, I certainly have. I hit against Mr. Face a few times, and he's a real tough competitor, and I'm just tickled to death that he's back in baseball. I understand that he was not in baseball when uh, Mr. Monk picked him up. I know he was with the Detroit Ball Club last year. Mayo Smith picked him up to uh, come on and with the experience that he, that he had under, under pressure. They wanted him over there, and he's done a great job, and I understand he's done a, just a terrific job for you all, Dave. He sure has. Roy is coming on for the seventh time now in almost uh, a week and a half now that he's been with the club. He has two victories to his credit in eight and one-third innings pitch and a save. He hasn't given up an earned run. Hasn't given up any runs at all and only four hits. And he's walked but two. He's struck out nine. Roy Face coming on, and he's going to deal with Fred Whitfield, left-hand hitter, pinch hitting for Darrell Chaney. Whitfield batting 188 after 12 appearances in 12 games. Pitches down low for a ball. Whitfield, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he picked up the nickname Wingy. Where'd he get that uh, peewee? Uh, give him a hard time Dave, about his I have arm? no idea. <laughs> Must be. Blow it inside. Gone to three and zero. Seven five Expos lead. Whitfield batting left. Roy Face with the wind up the pitch. It's low inside ball four and Whitfield is aboard. Now that's going to bring John Bench to the plate, batting in that number nine position, the pitcher spot. Catcher John Bench. Opiwi. I guess everything has been said about this youngster, but can you imagine uh, what his career is going to be like when he's only 25? Well, I had an opportunity to see Johnny last year, and uh, this, this fellow can be the real leader on this ball club. He's just a youngster, and what amazes me how he takes charge. I mean, he goes out and talks to those pitchers that have been around for, for a few years, and they say that he really tells them how to pitch. He just is... He's a real, as a youngster say today, this boy is cool. Woody Woodward is going to run for Whitfield. So Woodward, the runner at first, face to the stretch, the pitch. Taken for a strike by Bench. 
Johnny Bench, a right-hand hitter, batting 245. He really has a great deal of poise out there in all game situations. Here's the 0-1. Swings and misses. Nothing can do. John Bateman is behind the plate. Catching Roy Face. You know, Dave, what's really amazing about uh, Elroy Face, he's not too big. He must be 5'8 or 5'9. He throws, he relies mostly on the park ball, which you have to hold between your your first finger and your and your second finger, whatever the right name for those fingers are, Dave. And his two fingers, you can it's hard to fit a baseball in there. Low and outside, that's ball one to bench, one and two. There's one right there he just got through throwing. How does it break? It looks a little bit like a spitball. It does not rotate too much. The ball breaks straight down, and I would think for a fellow that does not have a big hand, it would be very hard to control, but he does control it. Woodward leads the one-two. It's low again. They count evens at two balls and two strikes. The bench, after getting behind, 0-2. Now stands in there with a the count two and two. Nobody out. We're in the top of the ninth, the Expos lead seven to five. Roy Face on the mound. Pete Rose is on deck. The stretch and the pitch. A strike on the outside corner. Well, Johnny started to say something to Tom Gorman, but he knows that's not going to be reversed, so he just went back to the dugout. Bench called out on strikes. Out number one. The batter will be Pete Rose. What an exciting ball player to watch. As they say, this guy can do it all. Defending National League batting champion. And I guess one of the most hustling ball players in the majors today. Watched him uh, last night. He drew a walk and Pee Wee ran to first like he hit the ball. Oh, you love to see that. Woodward, the runner, takes his lead off first. Face delivers. Bounces out left of the plate. Gets away from Bateman for just a moment, but Woodward is checked at first. The ball and no strikes. Rose this afternoon has gone one for four. Got his hit back in the first inning and was on with when Perez hit a home run to put the Reds out in front, 2-0. Mac Jones hit a grand slam in the bottom of the first to give Montreal a 4-2 lead, and then Alex Johnson hit a three-run homer in the fifth. That put Cincinnati out in front, 5-4. The Expos battle back for three runs on four hits in the eighth to take a 7-5 lead. Now Roy Face trying to put the cap on one here. Pete Rose at the plate. The stretch, the pitch. Check swing. He didn't go around. Two balls, no strikes. Talked to Roy, asked him what his, the highlight of his career was, and I thought for sure he'd say 1960 Pee Wee, but he said 59 when he won 16 in a row. Here's a foul ball, line down the right field line, foul by a couple of feet. He won 16 in a row, 1959. I thought for sure he'd tell me that it was 1960, but he said that uh, 
1959 season was the highlight of his career in the 1960 season just sort of put the icing on the cake. 1959 was a good year. That was my last year as a as a Dodger. And we also won the pennant in the World Series that right. year. Here's a 2-1 inside for three balls and a strike. Roy doing a little walking right now around the mound over to the back side. Well, he had just about given up all hope of staying in baseball when he got a call from the Expos general manager, Jim Fanning. Here's the 3-1. It's outside. Ball four. So Roy gives up a couple of walks here. Moving down to second is Woodward. And at first, Pete Rose with one out, runners at first and second, and the batter will be Bobby Tolan. A Tolan here today is one for three with a sacrifice. This is very typical of all ninth inning Expos games, Pee-wee. They can't leave until the last out. This is nothing new to us. Here's the pitch to Tolan. He ripped one foul out of the right behind Bregan in the coaching box. I don't know if somebody got hit or not. Bregan was pointing over there in the stands and might have nicked somebody. Hope not. Anyway, the count is 0-1 to Bobby Tolan. Got a flurry of activity where that line foul went into the stands down there. So we hope uh, that if somebody did get hit, they're okay. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Bouncer goes to the first base side. Clendenin has it. Steps on first for out number two as the runners advance. So Bobby Tolan is retired by Don Clendenin, and now it's all up to Alex Johnson. So Roy is not going to get off easy. Johnson hit that three-run homer in the fifth. He's two for four here this afternoon. Pretty tough right-hand hitter. Came into the game batting 319. Quite a comeback year last year for Alex Johnson. Seems to be going for the long ball this year. I think he only hit two or three home runs last year. I'm not sure today, but he's already hit how many this year? Six? Alex Johnson uh, has hit six this year. Got his sixth here today. Here's the pitch. He swings and misses for strike one. Well, seeing those two runners out there, third and second, Woody Woodward, who came as a pinch runner and also Pete Rose at second base, the old manager Frank Frisch, the great second baseman for the Cardinals, said those base on balls will kill you. And Leroy, Elroy Face doesn't do that too often. He sure doesn't. Johnson takes a cut and misses the next one. So Face is one strike away from ending this one. 0-2 the count on Alex Johnson. You're right, Pee Wee. Hit two home runs last year. Hit one the year before with St. Louis. Down in the low minors, he was a home run hitter. Hit 35 one year. The shot, LaVoy stops behind third. He's not going to get the throw over to first in time, and Woodward comes home from third to make it a 7-6 ball game. 
What kind of job did LeBoy do on that ball, Pee-wee? I was looking in the record book. Pardon? I was I say I was looking in the record book when LeBoy made that stop. What did he do? Was it Well, I say he just kept this game from being tied up. Tied up. There was a line shot to his left. And he had to go down on one knee to come up with the ball. And I, I think he made the right play. He didn't get too much on the ball, of course, on one knee. But Johnson, who'd go down that first baseline, he tried to throw it from one knee. He just didn't have enough stuff to get over there. First run, Roy's given up. Solid hit, straightaway center, bending away. Boss trying to get over fast on the run near the track. He makes the cut. A great running catch by Don Bosch. like that tells you why when he first went up with the Mets they said this youngster can be the finest defensive center fielder since Willie Mays. That was a great play Dave and I just want to say that you have a very exciting ball club here and I hope the Montreal, I know they'll appreciate this club and I think you'll enjoy seeing him. It's been nice being over here talking to you Dave. Thank you very much. A pleasure to see you and thanks for taking time to talk with us. In the night for the Reds. A run on one hit no errors, two left. The final score, seven to six. The Expos defeat the Reds, and the series is even at one game each. A great catch by Don Bosch to win the ball game here on that fly ball, the deep right center off the bat of Tony Perez. Bosch started to go back towards straightaway center. He had to reverse his field, get over there toward right center. I believe I said left center a moment ago. And swing around behind him and catch that ball on the run on the edge of the track. A great catch by Don Bosch. And the ball game is over. 7-6. to six. The Expos win it. We'll be back with the totals in one minute. Well, fans, if you haven't uh, received your copy of the Expos yearbook, uh, do it pretty quickly because let me tell you, the yearbook is really something to see. You'll have stories on a lot of your favorite ball players with the Montreal Expos, plus action shots of them, action pictures taken in ball games uh, during spring training. The brochure is really something to see, as I said. The centerfold picture is one of the most beautiful color pictures of a team you'll see anywhere, and it's suitable for framing. Also, there's information on the entire Montreal Expos uh, organization from chairman of the board, Charles Bronfman, to president, John McHale, general manager, Jim Fanning, and field manager, Gene Mock.